Chelsea, how do I start the show again? How do I start the show? What's up, everybody? It's March 15th, 2018. Yo, 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 it's Bobby Shuttle. Yeah. Yeah, it's Talking Games. Uh, it's March 15th, 2018. I'm Bobby Shortle, <laughs> and I'm here with Kelsey Lavati. Hi. And Mr. Hugh Perry. It's Mega Drive. It is Genesis, and we'll get to that a little <laughs> bit later. Um, we're going to be joining the special uh, Classic Games correspondent, Matt Wood, in a little bit. <laughs> out even in the field. Though, <laughs> out in the field. You know, he had to miss this episode. He could not stand us talking about the Sega Genesis collection coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Mega Drive. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later, though. Um, so, uh, first of all, I want to say to Kelsey and to Matt, great job last week uh, holding Thank down the you. fort. It was a very it good was, show. It was um, very amusing. Even with Matt Brow trying to browbeat you into admitting Kirby is not a good video game. Um, the the reviews of that game contradict him greatly. Apparently, it's that, um, a good fun game. Yeah, I saw that today, and I was like, it's it's actually like me and Matt fighting. Like, I find there's like people <laughs> who are like, yeah, it's good, and then there's other people like, no, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, which pretty much ends up with the reviews somewhere in the middle of being like, this game is yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Kirby is out, I think, on Friday. I think it's a Friday release, I believe, because that's not usually Nintendo rolls with their first-party yeah. releases. March, March 16th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is also the day that Burnout Paradise Remastered comes out. Um, and I think that's really going to be our happy hour for this week, uh, Friday, yeah, yeah. 6 o'clock yeah. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash Talking Games. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that, but let's talk about some games that we have been playing instead of games that we're going to be playing in the future. Uh Kelsey, I'm going to have you start this baby out. And unlike Matt and his lawless and ruleless reign, there is going to be a timer on what you're going to say. <laughs> and it starts uh, a now. Go ahead, Kelsey. Okay, so um, I bought it. Well, I didn't buy it. It was free. But I played a demo of Octopath on the Switch because Matt was like, play it. So I was like, okay, well, I guess so. I just do what everybody else tells me to do. <laughs> and um, I think it's a game that I have to play more of to really get used to it because the beginning parts of the game, um, I played a dancer and her storyline's sad and exactly like what I enjoy um, plot-wise sometimes, like a, a hero that loses their parents and they rise from the ashes. And it's... It's good, but I don't know if it's, like, a game that I would play. That's why, like, I don't usually tend to um, flock towards these games. But I'm going to try to finish the demo and then see. Because I think the demo consists of playing two of the eight travelers, I guess, is the, the point of the game. And uh, and then I caved and bought Bayonetta 2. Uh, and I started playing it yesterday, so I played Prologue and chapter one so far and obviously i like it uh she's my queen <laughs> i'm playing it on easy because i wanted to like speed through the story and so like the mechanics are they're fairly simple like i find it really corrects me and like i get which time which is like when you avoid an attack second you get which time which slows down the enemies so that you could attack them and i get it far more often than i should 
so it's like adjusting my my like my skills I guess you could say and I'm only in the beginning so the story is just starting um but I had to read a summary of Bayonetta the first one because I forgot uh some of the aspects of the story and I couldn't remember if it played an important part um but when I bought Bayonetta 2 it didn't come with Bayonetta 1 if you buy it digitally and I was really pissed off so now I'm debating if I should buy Bayonetta 1 I might not but I don't know I, I said I wasn't gonna buy Bayonetta 2 and I did so <laughs> you pull... yeah the way it works it... on the switch store is if you buy Bayonetta 1 you get like Bayonetta 2 then discounts to the same price as Bayonetta 1 is. So I think you've just made a financial boo-boo. I always do, so it doesn't matter. So wait, you don't get a, I thought you got a discount on Bayonetta 1, though, if you buy, buy, buy Bayonetta 2. So... It's, 30, it's $30, and Bayonetta 2 was 60 Oh, okay. All right. And I bought Bayonetta 2 because I thought... That it had both, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. And I was fooled. You were fooled. I think the physical copy does. Yes, yeah, it does. Matt's like, why would you do that to yourself? And I was upset because I didn't want to pay fifteen percent taxes. Okay, that's why. Okay, games are expensive <laughs> in Canada, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it would, yeah, it would have been seventy nine ninety nine plus fifteen percent tax, which is like ninety. <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Um, That's insane. I'll give you a little, a little a, I could have saved a little time Kelsey because the story does not matter one little bit in the Bayonetta games really well it's all gobbledygook yes. <laughs> it does matter like there's a certain character that matters the whole point of Bayonetta 2 mm-hmm. and like I forgot how they had met and stuff so I had to go read a summary yeah. Like that's I'm, important. That's an important it, part. I guess I it's like, important. Girl? I guess it's important. Oh, you mean oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I guess it's important yeah. if the story in Bayonetta 2 made any sense whatsoever, even while knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, it's just like, oh, there's like, you know, hair dragons and stuff, and it's really cool to look at. Like that's that's like what uh, I get from Bayonetta. Angels? No, but there's like the she makes that dragon out of her hair. Oh yeah, those at, guys. at the yeah, beginning of the first second game, like <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a hair dragon. Um, yeah, but that's a part of her, uh, a part of her power, power. Her hair. I, I know, I know. It doesn't make sense, and that's why I love it. Yeah, I love Bayonetta. Don't get me wrong, I love both those games, especially <laughs> the second one. I think the second one is a yeah. fantastic video game, but they don't make a lick of sense when it comes to story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only played about an hour and a half of the first one, and I'm already just like, "This is fucking insane." Yeah, but in a in a good way. Yeah, like it's it's so silly that it's good. I don't know, like it's so fu- like not funny, but it's silly. It's silly. That's what it is. <laughs> I would say yeah, it's I funny. Like, I would say funny is an appropriate. Yeah. It it plays Echo itself with it with hilarious. its tongue firmly in its cheek. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it knows it's being dumb. Like, that's yeah. why I like it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely yeah. does. Um, yeah, it's like a Looney Tunes. Like, it's like a sexual Looney Tunes. <laughs> like, aesthetic. <laughs> like, the way that like everything happens. Where, where Bugs dresses up as I a girl. I forgot exactly. that her clothes are her hair. Yes. So, at one point, 
she, when she released like the demon the first time she was like naked i'm like whoa what the mm-hmm. fuck yeah and i was like oh yeah it's because it's her hair and then there i mean it's been what was it what is it now three three years since banana 2 came out i think three four years no uh, maybe four yeah four years it was the same year that uh I think Shadow of Mordor came out. I think it was the same year as that. I think. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I can remember Rob going on about it when. We, yeah, when it was definitely was in, in the era of talking games for sure. Because um, mm. I played it that, that year. Yeah, because it was. Because that year, we that the first year that we did Game of the Year, we did like videos for each of the five like nominated games. And that was one of them. Um, so, th- I mean, that's a. It's a crazy ass game. I don't, Cause I don't remember. There's like that little boy that follows you around. That's like, he's like, isn't it a little boy who follows you around? Who is in the second game? He was very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I remember. How dare you? I remember him being very annoying. <laughs> like, like, like a old final fantasy protagonist, boring, uh, and, 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 and annoying. Um, I remember having like a very like, not that I don't know if you played this game, Kelsey, but uh, Final Fantasy X, which has maybe the whiniest and worst protagonist in the history oh, yeah, of video I know, games. But I know who you're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Titus, yeah. I believe that is, that yeah, is his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Titus. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. But anyway, um, I did love Bayonetta 2 regardless of that. Um, there's some awesome, awesome battles. In that. I think I also played it on easy. Because I I'm not really yeah. into like the skill part of that game. I just want to see all the crazy big stuff that that happens. Yeah, exactly. And she's got guns I on her shoes. Game's so. uneasy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's pretty cool. All right, Hugh. Let's hear what uh what you've been uh a doing. Three minutes on the clock and a go. Um. I've been playing this game. I don't think it's been mentioned on the show yet. Called Celeste. Yeah, no, no. What is that game? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like this thing where you jump around and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and you can like make yourself go fast for like one bit of it and stuff, and mm-hmm. you can climb up a wall. Um, that's about it, really. Um, yeah. Well, there's walls on the mountains. Yes. Thank you. To be fair, it's. <laughs> The fact that it's a mountain is really only part of the equation, like in yeah. like one or two of the levels. And, and so far, it looks <laughs> it, like everywhere I've been in it, it doesn't look much like a mountain. No, um, no, no, no. the hotel bit definitely doesn't look like a mountain. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a resort. Don't treat Mister Oshi like that. <laughs> this is a resort. It's not a resort. It's, they call it the hotel when you go there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking What's about, fucking... Kelsey. It's a fucking Disney World. I thought it was a resort. No, it's the hotel is like what it's called. Oh, sorry. Never mind. And it's Jesus. Mr. Oshiro, if you want if you want to actually say his name right. Okay, you got all the facts wrong that you got so angry about, Kelsey. <laughs> okay. I, I'm taking those 30 seconds back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, um I can't really say much about the game that hasn't already been said by everybody else on the show. I, I am having a great time with it. Um it can be frustrating mm-hmm. um is that it here oh there you are <laughs> i was like you just froze I was just like, on, on our end it, i think i think the same thing for kelsey you went i can't say anything else but that hasn't been said about the game it's frustrating and then it was just dead <laughs> silence i was like wow you you really 
<laughs> you really don't have a lot to say about the game. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know what's in the next one. <laughs> Continue. Uh, you know? This is going really well. It's going very um, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I... It can be frustrating, but that's part of like the fun of the game. It's um, like it's a skill-based platformer. Um, like you can you can land on a platform and just on the edge of it, and then you accidentally tap the stick forward a little bit. You drop off. You're dead. Um, yes. And you can be like, right, okay, I'm not doing that next time. And then you <laughs> proceed to do it another fucking twenty times. Uh-huh. Um, but I completely agree with what everybody says. Like it, it's for what for what it is. Um, the story. I'm not too far into it. I think maybe two three hours. Um, it's really intriguing. Like um, I just got past the um, the hotel part, which okay. triggered Kelsey somewhat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the mountain resort. Um, and like some crazy stuff goes on about that. And it's already sort of like showing kind of like that obviously what you're doing is kind of like um, trying to achieve something in your life to give it sort of like a sense of meaning and sort of fighting off your sort of inner demons. Um, and I'm, I'm really impressed with it so far. Um, and I'm excited to play more of it. Um, I also, on the back of a few articles I read, um, picked up a roguelike spliced with a um tabletop game called for the king um so basically the play area is um like it's a top-down view and it's like hexagonal pieces and um you play at all times you have three characters and at the start of their turn you get a roll um and however many points you get you can get up to six you can move that far um, and you can have um, random encounters, um, but there's also p- specific spots on the map that you can go to, like towns, or there's dungeons and stuff like that. Um, and it's really cool. It does the splice of tabletop and roguelike really well. Um, it looks quite cool. Like the characters kind of look like um, look and move a bit like puppets. Um, but the only problem is right now because it's in an early access game and it's like you know the first build that they've put out to the public, the tutorial side of it is terrible. Um, it really doesn't do a very good job of telling you how to play the game, which is a shame because I can imagine a lot of people being put off that put off it. Um, but hopefully at some point they add a tutorial that will teach you how to play the game by playing it. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing more of that and sort of as with Dead Cells watching it progress. Um, and there's an also another rogue like I played, um, which was in the Humble Bundle um, recently called Lost Castle. Um, and it's good fun. It's just a silly sort of like cartoony graphics, um, mechanically very simple, um, almost to the point of being a little bit annoying at times. Um but it was something I had on my Steam wish list for a good good while. Um, and um, I was going to mention it to you, Bob, because it's also like there's co-op in it as mm. well. Um, so I think if you had a couple of friends to play with, um, 
it'd be really good fun. But like I said, it's just like this cool cartoony graphics, um, very much sort of roguelike with every time you have a run, um, you might pick up, you pick up keys. And every time you pick up a key, it'll open a gate and behind that gate will be a new vendor um, or somebody you can go to to unlock like modifiers for your characters and stuff like that. Um, so it's got that sort of roguelike loop that I enjoy. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying that one. And if you've got the Humble Bundle, there's a hid- little uh, gem hidden in amongst it. So that is that is I. Very cool. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I'm going to start my three minutes and uh, uh, continue to talk about this game we don't talk about called Celeste because I finished it yesterday. Um, well, I guess I finished uh, the summit, which is the last level, but there is a bonus level you can get to if you get uh, I think it's I think it's to get like five blue hearts in yeah. in, in the game, um, which I didn't. I literally did not see a blue heart until I was on the summit. So uh, I got to go back and look through the levels. I, you Me know, I was, too. yeah, <laughs> I was kind of, I mean, I was kind of pushing through the game kind of quickly to be, to be fair. Like I wasn't really going and exploring everything. I wasn't looking for all the strawberries and stuff like that. Um, even doing that, the game, I took me almost 10 hours to finish it. Um, and I used assist one time because I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do and something. And then I looked at, I looked a video at it and figured out the mechanic, which was good because I would have been lost later on too. Uh, cause it was a, an important mechanic, but I really enjoyed the game. I think that like, as I had said, there's some issues I think with the tightness of the controls and what they're asking you to do compared to sometimes what the, how the input feels when you're playing it, you know, sometimes it actually be very, very precise. And I feel like, Sometimes it's the game isn't as precise as it asks you to be, but I, the the penalty for dying is so small that it, it's it, it's it never became overwhelmingly frustrating f- for me to do it. I totally agree about the story. I think the story is great. I think that um, much like uh, Night in the Woods last year, it kind of yeah, it, it kind of addresses some issues that I, I didn't. Night in the Woods, I knew it was a story-based game that was going to deal with stuff, so it was less unexpected in Night in the Woods. Completely unexpected for me in Celeste, how kind of deep it goes into that stuff. Uh, really, really good. Uh, um, and I'm going to go back and get those hearts so I can see that last level. Um, so it, that's cool. Um, the other thing I really played this week uh, is a game called Into the Breach, which is out on PC right now. It's from the makers of a game called FTL. Sorry, <clears throat> FTL, Faster Than Light, which was a game that came out a few years ago on PC and then a couple years later on iPad. Um, FTL was a roguelike sort of 2D strategy game where you were piloting a ship, like a spaceship, and you were controlling all these different systems, and then, you know, stuff would never go wrong. Like, you'd get attacked and you'd have damage. You have to fix the damage while you shot the enemies, you know, while this happened and you'd, like, assign people to the different jobs but there were never enough people to do every job so you're always kind of have constantly have to make sacrifices and it's like that upgrade your ship into the breach is a strat- turn-based strategy game where you play as a squad of mechs so uh it's on an eight by eight grid it's small i think it's exactly the size of a, a chessboard like an actual chessboard um and the story of the game is that basically the world has been overrun uh, the end times are here uh, the the invading alien bugs have won, 
Um, but you guys have the ability to time travel. So you going into the breach means you're going into like a stepping out of a timeline, going to another timeline and going back in time to try to stop the threat before it becomes uh, bigger. Um, and y- you, you get into an encounter and it's just basically you have three mechs, you pop them onto this board um, and there are enemies that are on the board and the enemies are either going to try to attack you or they're going to try to destroy buildings um, or a train that's trying to get through the map or, um, you know, uh, artillery that you're trying to save. And essentially you're trying to defeat, it's not even you have to defeat them. You have to get through all of the turns that are, that are left out. I'll tell you at the beginning, I'll say there are five turns left. So basically you have to either destroy the enemies or stop them from destroying <clears throat> the, the, your objectives or these buildings. Um, what's really interesting about the game is that you have all of the information about what the enemies are going to do on their next turn while your turn is going on. So you can see where they're going to attack, um, who they're going to attack, um, before before it ever happens um so it's really about sitting there looking at the board and trying to figure out what the optimal set of moves are for you to get through this encounter um so when you do mess up it's really really your fault but what's what's cool is that like you can see an enemy is going to shoot you know um a couple blocks over what you can do is with one of your mechs that's a punching mech you can punch the bug and you can and it will move it over a space and it will move where it's going to shoot to the next set of tiles over and if you're really good you can set up that line to hit another enemy that's in that line so cuz he'll still shoot wherever he was going to shoot um uh, uh, on the from the turn before so it, th- that that stuff won't change um the game is a lot about knocking uh enemies um spaces spaces over and knocking into other enemies knocking them into the water knocking them to like a mountain you can do all this stuff to sort of get more damage or or move them to a place where they're more um open to attack and it's very strategic and uh it can things can go bad very very quickly You, you they can go bad in two turns um and and basically you're you have two sort of things you're working against which are the the health of your mechs which will recharge in between each battle, but there's a persistent thing which is called the power grid. So basically, there are I don't remember I don't know, it might be eight little blips on the screen above you, and every time a building gets destroyed, a blip on that power grid goes down, and if that gets wiped out, you lose the run and you have to restart all over again from scratch. Um, so it's you're really in a push pull between like. Sometimes you just got to have a mech, one of your mechs take damage because your mech will regenerate health in between matches, but the power grid won't. So if I got to move my mech in the path of a bullet that's going to take out um, a building, that's what I'm going to do because I'd rather I'd rather take the chance of that mech being hurt than the building going away. Um, and if you really think you're going to lose, if like you're about to lose and nothing else you can do, you can actually abandon the timeline. And if you abandon the timeline before all your people are dead one of your uh, pilots carries over to the next run and you get to keep all his stats and stuff like that. So it, it does have a progression that, that moves along a, a, as you go. Um, m- like most of these games with permadeath, like Fire Emblem or XCOM, it really hurts to lose somebody that you've spent a lot of time building up. But the cool thing about the game is that 
if you play the situations right, being really leveled up is not really the thing that's going to save you. You can't really brute force any encounter. You really have to be focused and 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 strategic about it. Uh, I, I played it for about two hours, I think, and uh, it's really awesome. It, it's, it's great. Uh, it's supposed to come to Mac and Linux relatively soon. They haven't announced any other versions. Like most things, it would be a hell of a game to have on Switch. Um... Uh, but it took them like two years to port the game, port FTL to iPad when they made it. So I wouldn't, I don't think anybody should hold their breath that it's going to end up being there uh, anytime soon. But that's that's what I've been playing. Yeah, I I really like the look of that game. Um, I didn't play much of FTL, but I did enjoy it. And um, I was reading reviews of of it when it came out, and like people were just like, "This is." Like if you enjoyed FTL, this is this company doing like even better with a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite tempted to pick it up. It does look like pretty damn good fun. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks on Steam. It's on sale on the Humble Store right now for I think like thirteen fifty nine or something like that U.S. dollars. So um, it's very good. It's very, very good. I'm, I, I really want to go back and, and play some more of it. Um, looking forward to it for sure. Uh, so, um, what time do we have? Okay. So, uh, let's see if we can get um, Mr. Matt Wood on the line. I'm going to text him um, to see if he's he's ready to get on. £11.39 uh, for Into the into the Breach. That's not bad. Not at all. Um, be a payday payday treat <laughs> um but yeah uh there was something you mentioned oh Hugh, aren't you also playing skyrim yes <laughs> i've been watching my friend richard's been streaming um he's got the skyrim vr for playstation 4 mm. and um, i was watching him play that the other night and it does it does look like a really fun version of the game to play um, but I think I'm pretty much done with my VR headset. Like as soon as ah. I can offload it, I probably will. I just, um, but yeah, I, I was just like, I really want to play Skyrim again. So I just, <laughs> and I realized it. I, I had it in my, um, steam library. So I downloaded it and started playing it again uh-huh. for like the billionth time. <laughs> It's oh. our roving reporter. It sounds, it sounds like Matthew Wood is on the line. I am. Hi. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. We, we can definitely hear you. Uh, oh, hold uh, on. I'm going to pull over because this is like uh, not yeah, safe, probably. Don't kill yourself, bro. <laughs> yeah. While you're uh, so, a car. So when I, said, like when I said, are you ready, Matt? The answer was actually no. <laughs> Well, I thought that I would be able to like talk like it like it's a phone, but apparently that's not that's not a thing here. Why couldn't you talk like it's a phone, Matt? It's like a big old speaker phone. I can see all three of you. It's very distracting. <laughs> you should be able to put it to your ear though, Matt, or put it through your system like it's a phone. Uh it's not working like that. <laughs> okay. I think something's breaking I, down for you, Matt. Yeah, I I Okay, Bobby, do you want me to die? Is that what this is? You no, to... stop the car, Matt. I didn't ask you to call me. I didn't ask you to answer in the car. Well, Nobody asked you for that, okay? 
That's cool. I'm actually around the school. I'm going to go. Uh, I might actually do this in my classroom. Is that cool? The, Matt, wherever you do it, it's fine by us. All we can hear is your voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just don't mention any of that Fortnite while you're in there. Yeah. What have you guys been talking about? Video games? Video games. Yeah, man. We just got done. We <laughs> just got difference done. between hotels and resorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we, we just got done Lovely. with our um with our lightning round, Matt. We talked a lot about a little more about Celeste. Oh yeah. Um so yeah. That that's what we've been talking about. Are you ready to talk about this Genesis collection, Matt? Mega Drive. Matt is gone. <laughs> I hope Matt did not get in a horrible accident. This is amazing. <laughs> the, the video that is embedded into this article on GameSpot.com is for the Mega Drives classics. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> in your face. That's, that's very funny. Um, so we'll see Hello? you, Matt. Hello, Hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Hello, Matt. Hey. Can you hear us? Yes. I'm, yes, I'm holding for Matt Wood. Ah, yes, you have him. Hello. <laughs> Matt Thank Wood, Holler. do you know him? Thank goodness. Holler. I'm on the line. <laughs> All right. Do you want to dedicate a song to somebody special? <laughs> oh, Matt. Midnight Rider, please. Okay, I can do that. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this uh Sega Genesis collection. Uh that that's that's oh, coming. Yeah. Uh Matt literally told said to me via text message that he hated that we were talking about this without him. Yeah, it really pissed me right off. <laughs> He's you're the one who chose to miss when this news broke, Matt. So, you can't really blame us. Well, I I did not expect that I would be mobile. <laughs> Aren't we all at all times? Yes. So, uh, Hugh, I know you have the article up. Why don't you tell us what's in this Sega Genesis collection? I do. Oh, man. It's a, it's a pretty damn good list. So there's 50 games, I think. Um, you have Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle, Alien Soldier, Alien Storm, Altered Beast, Beyond Oasis, Biohazard Battle. Um, not Resident Evil, I'm guessing. Uh, Bonanza Brothers, Columns, Columns 3, Revenge of Columns. Columns for Electric Boogaloo. That's not a real game. No, um, Comic Zone. Yeah. Um, Crackdown, Decap Attack, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Machine, Dynamite Heady, East Watt City Under Siege, Fatal Labyrinth, Flicky, Game Ground, Galaxy Force 2, Golden Axe, Golden Axe 2, Golden Axe 3, Gunstar Heroes, Kid Chameleon, <laughs> Landstalker, Light, Light Crusader, Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4, Rise Star, Shadow Dance of the Secret of Shinobi, Shining Force, Shining Force 2, Shining in the Darkness, Shinobi 3, Return of the Dark, Ninja Master, Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic Pinball, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Space Harrier 2, Street of Rage 1, 2, and 3, Super Thunderblade, Sword of Vermilion, Revenge of Shinobi, Toe Jam and Earl in Panic on Funkotron, Toe Jam and Earl, <laughs> Vector Man, Vector Man 2, Virtual Fighter 2, Wonder Boy 3, Wonder Boy in Monster World. It's <gasps> a lot of games. Yeah. It's a lot of games. A lot of games missing, too. Oh, here he goes. Okay, what are you upset about, Matt? What are you upset that's not in this mega this this Mega Drive collection? <laughs> Mario. Sonic the Hedgehog 3. 
Okay. I thought that was weird myself. Like, why have one and two and not three? Sonic and Knuckles. Okay. Other than those two games, what what are you... Which fantasy stars are in there? Fantasy star... Two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. Okay. In that case, they're keeping it... uh, they are keep because they released one for PlayStation Three that was a Genesis collection, but it had Master System games on it. Uh, so I guess they're it really are sticking with the whole Genesis thing this time around. That's good. Uh, my question is, why the hell would they have Virtua Fighter Two in this collection, the Genesis version? Right. It, it it's really weird when they do this because one. Why limit your games? It's not like Genesis ROMs take up that much space. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's a cool collection. Um, it's all in presentation, I guess. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> And the emulation, right? I mean, how good the emulation is going to be on these things. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what are you most excited for in this collection, Matt? Oh, Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. Those games are excellent. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and so in you, part three, you can fight as a kangaroo. Mm, okay, very good. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, it does say that, um, much like sort of the SNES classic, and that, it says the collection will also include some enhanced features like rewind and a host of visual filters to keep the games looking authentic. There will be full mm. multiplayer capabilities and trophies slash achievements, and a special mirror mode that allows you to play the game with. The screen flipped horizontally for an extra challenge. So I'm hoping that might mean that there's like online multiplayer, so you can play, you know, like beat 'em ups with people online. That would be cool. I would, would be not cool, hope but... for that though. <laughs> yeah, that that would have that would have to that would have to change quite a bit of the emulation on that end to do that. Yeah, that'd yeah. be hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's more work than I think Sega. W- Let's be fair; I think that's a lot more work than Sega is definitely <laughs> going to put into this this, this right. collection. Um, if this does not mimic probably most of the emulation we've seen previously, I would be very very surprised. Um, just with maybe a few added features in there. Um, right. Oh, uh, on the PlayStation blog um, post, it says you'll be able to play the multiplayer titles like Sonic the Hedgehog. Hedgehog. I'm having real trouble with the word hedgehog tonight. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, um, either on the couch with a friend or online Ooh. with anyone in the world. With anyone, anyone in the world, as long as they have anyone. the PlayStation 4 version of the We've game. We've included blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, and there's trophy capabilities as well so justin will be frothing at the mass over that well yeah they have to put no but these are old games so justin won't play them justin doesn't yeah, like old, old things yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true um and kelsey's only just hearing about these games yeah she's you know what's games. cool i was gonna that. say i never heard of any of them <laughs> you <laughs> heard of sonic the hedgehog of. <laughs> okay and besides sonic but like the other ones like you've I... never heard of flicky <laughs> yeah. no the famous flicky <laughs> Flicky is actually pretty fun. You're a bird uh, trying to get away from cats. Oh. All right. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play it twice. It sounds but you know awesome. What's a, you, know what, you know what is cool about this list? Uh, they have Gunstar Heroes on there, which yeah. is kind of an oddball. 
game because it wasn't made by Sega. It was made by Treasure, which I guess was kind of a, uh, a second party uh, company for them at the time. I'm sure uh, I can it, remember uh, playing an arcade version of that. Yeah, it's never been included in one of these collections. So mm. that 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 actually is a very good game. That's uh, interesting, an interesting inclusion. Yeah, Gunstar Heroes is awesome. Damn cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. there's a lot of crap on there too. There is some bad games on here. I will go back to saying Virtual Fighter 2 is like the worst possible way you can play that game is on the Sega Genesis. It's terrible. It was it, a 3D game. Yeah. <laughs> no no one will play that. No. I mean, no one's nostalgic for slow-ass 3D 16-bit games. Yeah. Altered Beast is a great game. That's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is. I... I, I the, the two games above it, though, Alien Soldier and Alien Storm, are like the two most generic ass sounding games that have ever existed. Yeah. Alien Soldier and Alien Storm, no Alien Syndrome, which was another Sega game. No Alien Syndrome, I'm sorry. That's the better one. Mm. 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 Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, Matt, I'm, I'm very happy glad. Alex that... Kid is on there, which yeah, it has to be, really. I, I guess. Um,. Uh, so Matt, I'm very glad you called in. We couldn't have done this without you. Oh, this is fun. Your insightful <laughs> commentary is has elevated the podcast as always. Uh, well, I, I, one one thing because uh, because Hugh uh, Hugh called it the Mega Drive on the uh, on the show notes, mm-hmm. which is a fucking bullshit name for that system. Um, I'll but, have you know. Hold the- on, Hugh. I'm about to meet you halfway. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I did like what they called the Sega CD over there. Uh, the Mega CD. The Mega CD. That's okay. That is okay. Yeah, because, you know, there's a nice consistency of naming conventions there. But you still get that, like, shitty, pointy-ass, like, SNES. We got the nice smooth one with the colorful buttons and stuff. The- you got oh. the same one that Japan got. Nothing. Yeah, no. And I'll say and also, I, I think except for the, the controller with the different colored buttons, which is obviously the better looking controller, I'm totally fine with the way the SNES looks in America. I just wish that we had the controller. That's really my deal with that. Um, but uh, but yeah, Matt, we're gonna have to let you go because we got to move on. We got a lot of stuff to get, get through here. Okay. All right. This was fun. Uh, I sh- you know I'll come back on the show sometime. All right, good. When we have more classic games to talk about, we'll we'll have you have you back on. Uh, okay. Thank you to Matthew Wood, our man in the field. Um, and <laughs> I love how he's got pens in his top pocket like <laughs> yeah. a proper teacher. <laughs> he's got a red one and everything. <laughs> we have a we have a hold on. We have a very busy parking lot out, outside of the uh, the high school here. That car is tiny. <laughs> yeah. Right, this... And, uh, okay. This, these visual jokes, Matt, don't really work for the most of the people who are going to be just listening to this show. I'm in a parking lot right now. <laughs> All right, Matt. All right. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye, dude. Bye. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, what, a, what a jerk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All I right. love that man. He's a good man. Um, all right. So, oh, just so you know, if you're listening to this podcast, 
suddenly it's going to sound probably much better at this moment because for the first 20 minutes we had to use the backup audio because Kelsey had her microphone muted. <laughs> okay. Because I noticed <laughs> because I noticed that the red light was beeping and I'm like, "Oh no." And then I looked at my audacity for the first time because I had minimized it after we recorded. So I opened it and I saw that it was just a straight line. And I'm like, oh, God. Kelsey! (laughs) (laughs) I'm really sorry, everybody. I love how, like, a few minutes before, how do I sound? Do I sound lovely? (laughs) I sound great now, don't I? Wait, are you still... And then we have to keep... Obviously, Matt's not recording his own audio, so I'm using the audio from the stream for for everybody here, for Matt. Um, But, uh, Kelsey... um, are you not using your Yeti for your Discord mic? I guess not. <laughs> Panic <Why>? sets in. <laughs> this is how we can avoid these problems. Because we would be like, Kelsey, you we can't to hear tell you. Tell me these things. We can't hear you. <laughs> no, you have to tell me these things. <laughs> oh my god. You can change it now. Okay. Does it sound better now? Yes, it definitely does. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So see now if you mute your if you mute your um if you mute your <laughs> mic, like your actual mic, not in the computer. If you mute your actual mic, we wouldn't be able to hear you and then we would know. So there we go. All right, let's keep going with talking about video games. Uh we Okay. Uh, I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm right. sorry. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So, um, yeah, let's to- talk about video games. Profesh. Yes. Um, we're a professional podcast. Um, so the Nintendo Direct happened, I think, the day after you guys recorded last time. Um, yeah, it happened last, last Thursday, Thursday, right? So we're, we're, we, we got all the hot news. <laughs> um, <laughs> a week later. A week later. Um, so I'm on a po- this polygon story that has all of them, uh, all the announcements, not in order. So I'm, I'm going to skip the, obviously the biggest one. We're going to leave that for last. Um, but let's, I'll go through some of the other, uh, announcements from the Nintendo Direct. Um, we got a release date for Mario Tennis Aces, which is June 22nd Ooh. on Nintendo Switch. That game looks, uh, really good. I haven't, there haven't, hasn't been a really good Mario Tennis game in a long time. So I'm, I'm excited for that one. I think the last one Me that too. I really enjoyed was the one on the GameCube. I think was the last one I really enjoyed. So, yeah, that was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, this game looks good. Looks, looks some cool elements to it. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, there's quite, quite a lot of, judging from the gameplay that we're showing, there's quite a lot of like mechanics in it and like, yes, you know, sort of combating and, you know, how you can break the other player's racket and how you can counter their super shots and all that stuff. So it looks like there's a lot a lot you can get your head around in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it looks cool. I'm excited for that game, definitely. Um, one of the announcements that I was very excited about but also kind of bummed about was WarioWare Gold, um, mostly because it's coming to the 3DS and not to Switch. Uh, I just wish it would I guess it's tough to, it couldn't really come to both because they're including a lot of like the sort of handheld based mechanics that they've used in some of the other games um but 
and I guess you couldn't do all of those things when the switch was in every mode, right? You couldn't do it. You couldn't do the touch stuff when it was in docked mode. Um, you, you can only do it when it was in handheld mode. Um, and you, I guess you couldn't do like the blowing and the microphone stuff on the on the switch either. Um, but I so badly want to play another WarioWare game. Um, playing it on my 3ds well i don't have any problem playing things on 3ds i'm a little bummed that it's on the 3ds and not on the switch uh though very cool that there's a new warioware game coming out am, am i crazy kelly do you agree with me i know you also love your 3ds but do you wish this game was on the switch i wish everything was on the switch like i know they they don't want it to die i guess but like now that i have the switch like i go back and i play it like when i i was like oh you know what i think i'm gonna get used to the 3ds again so i play like a bit of metroid because i want to get detective pikachu and it's on the 3ds right so i'm like i'm I'm amazed by that uh kelsey when does detective pikachu come out (laughs) nine days my told me today Um, (laughs) all right go ahead keep going um yeah so i was like oh i should get used to like holding it again because it's it's i i find it's a lot heavier um than the switch i was trying to like hold it and and the screen's so small, and I don't understand. Like we have the Switch now, why can't we just? Why can't we just make the transition? When Super Smash Bros. and everything else that came out on the 3DS and the Wii U, I don't understand why we can't do this transition. Why do we have only some games here and some games here? I don't like it. I want, I want a smooth transition. This is uh, blocky. I <laughs> agreed. Agree with you, Kelsey. Everything you said. Um... Yeah, I mean, Hugh, you don't have a 3DS, right? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, you do? Well, sorry, I'm sorry. Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, exact. When I was watching it on on the um, direct, because I watched it a little bit after you guys, because I was at a, a concert. Um, I was just like, yeah, where are you This is great. And I was like, oh, 3DS. And that being said, like, I'll I'll get it. And I'll probably have a great time with it, but like a, a new WarioWare title for Switch with like somehow like online capabilities where you can play with your friends and you know as well as like with your friends in the living room with you and stuff like that. That would be awesome, you know, being able to play on your TV as well as pick the thing up and take it with you to your you know wherever you go in type thing would be awesome. Um, so yeah, it's um I understand why they're still like supporting a 3DS cuz it's there's just so many of them out there. But come on. Give us a Switch warrior where that's like or one of the Or do both. Do both then. Yeah, do both. Like, that's just, yes. Yeah. I just don't understand why they can't like why it can't be both. It just doesn't make sense to me. If you know you sold a shit ton of Switches and the chances of people having a 3DS and a Switch are likely, are pretty likely. So just do both. I, I I don't know. I can't comprehend putting a game that like people are I, genuinely excited for, but then put it on a system. Like my 3DS, for example, it's at least six years I, I have it and, and it's like clunky and like for me, the Switch is such a better handheld system that I would rather have, if you're going to put it on a handheld, like, just put it on the Switch at that point. Just do it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, again, there's a lot of people who own 3DSs, and I think a lot of what we're still getting were 
were bets they made or decisions they made before the switch was successful. So they wanted to make sure they had a a pipeline of stuff uh, coming out. Um, you know, so WarioWare. I mean, the Switch has only been out for about a year at this point. So um, it's it, it, I can I can imagine a world where WarioWare was greenlit over a year ago before the Switch was successful, and they so they're now maybe we the next time we get a war, next time we get a WarioWare game that better be on the Switch. Um, it, it'll be there, you know. And again, like there are mechanics. This is collecting mini games from a ton of the different games across the last couple of like iterations so there are things they can't do on the switch but still i would i would rather see it on the switch a couple other 3ds announcements a game called dylan's dead heat breakers is is coming out i think it's like a combo action game tower defense thing there was a eShop game that came out a few years ago um so that's coming out uh there's a re-release of mario and luigi bowser's inside story coming out plus an extra bowser jr's journey um Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story is a fantastic game, so it's cool that it's coming back out. Um, again, that's a game where I don't care if it looks like sort of, you know, not modern graphics. I wish they just put it on the Switch as well. You know, I, I I don't see why you can't put that game out on the Switch. Just port it. I'm totally fine with all the games. Just being a little little bit like of a cleaned up 3DS game is fine with me. So I, I don't see why you couldn't do it. Um, yeah. Even if you just put a, you know say like this screenshot that's on the screen there if if you want to like um have it so people can play it on the tv put put a border around it to sort of shrink the image a little bit so you're not like it doesn't end up too pixely yeah um i mean i I played sorry Hugh, go ahead no go ahead go ahead uh, it's just something they could easily do yes um or obviously i would prefer it so you could play it both on the tv and 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 in handheld or just have it so it only works on the switch in handheld mode yeah but then you get sort of like the same problem because the thing i want from WarioWare in particular is to be able to like sit in my living room with my wife and like laugh and be silly playing WarioWare. like yeah of course and like the last time i got to do that was the freaking wii you know like was was smooth Mm. moves um so i i really want to see that come back again uh detective pikachu orders are now live uh, coming out March 23rd, um, so check that out. The first Luigi's Mansion is getting ported to the 3DS, which is like another okay. This pissed crazy me. Thing. This pissed me off. <laughs> okay, why? Because <laughs> because it was already on the 3DS. Just <laughs> no, that was the that was the sequel. Luigi's Mansion Two is on the 3DS. Yes, okay, but there's already a Luigi's Mansion. Just put these games on the Switch. Oh, I agree with you. I, this game could easily be a Switch game. It was a GameCube game, for God's sakes. It could be a it could be a Switch game, easy. Yeah. Um, but again, I th- th- here's what I'll say. I think seeing games like Luigi's Mansion being ported to the 3DS, I think you're probably seeing more and more that they're kind of sunsetting development on that thing because it's not a new game. It's not Luigi's Mansion 3, right? It's just they're porting a GameCube game. Um, but yes, I would like it to be on the Switch because I would like to play that game again. Um, uh there was some more footage of Kirby Star Allies, which is on a Friday. We talked about that already. Uh, they announced that Okami HD is coming to the Switch, which is cool. It was weird when they announced it and they released it for those other systems and it didn't come out for the Switch, so it's cool that it's going to be on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. A game called Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushido, is coming out. Um, I-, I like the look of that game. Yeah, it's on 3DS and on um, Switch, that game. Um, proving it can be done it can be done so that's, that's an example of like you can do it it's fine it doesn't have to look amazing it just has to like 
come out and we're totally fine. Um, I, you, you're, you're, it's a world, it's a world without sushi or something like that, right? Isn't that what it is? Or you're, sounds like hell. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It looks sort of like a, what is it? Like, um, I don't can't even tell what it is. Like a puzzle match game. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. It, yeah. I think the basic mechanic is it is like a uh, play on sort of like the match three type mechanic. Hmm. That's cool. Um, they announced a release date for Octopath Traveler, which we we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, uh, so it's out in the summer. Um, that game looks awesome. I'm really excited about that. It's made by the people who made Bravely Default um, a few years back. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited to see how that game works out. A port that I am extremely excited about, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, is coming to the the Switch. It was a game that I never played on the Wii U, but always kind of wanted to. Um, I'm pumped that it's coming to Switch, and it has some Mario Odyssey levels put into it now. So that should be neat. Um, I got very excited. I got oh, I got overly excited about that announcement <laughs> for considering that. I'm, it's a game I'm looking right. forward to that game because that's one of the few games that came out on Wii U that made me look at that console and go, oh, "I wish, I wish I had a Wii U now." So it, um, it was fun. Mm. It was really fun. I enjoyed it when I played it on the Wii U. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ports that were discussed in in this direct. This was a port full of like, "Hey, these games already came out. They're coming to the Switch or the 3DS." Um, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy is is coming. I believe that's the first time Crash has ever been on a Nintendo console, I think. So um, at least those games, those original games. Um, I don't know if in the later just solo Activision days, if it if it came to the GameCube or something. Um, but it's coming there. Uh, and Switch gets it before Xbox gets it. So that's an interesting um, development there. Uh, we've got uh, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, coming to Nintendo Switch as, as well with all the DLC um, is going to be available to purchase as well. My favorite thing about that was just hearing the Nintendo announcer have to say butthole about six times. Yeah, and he was really like, um, the way he sort of said it was, he, he had to accentuate it so it sounded like he was saying the fractured but whole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he did a, yeah, he tried very hard, <clears throat> but sorry, um... Uh, they they talked about Dark Souls a little bit. It's gonna be um, there's gonna be a like a network test for it, basically. <clears throat> it's basically a, a demo, a free demo of of the game will be out. You'll be able to play it before it comes out and see how it runs, see how it works. Um, in one of the more ridiculous announcements, uh, there's going to be a Solar of Astora amiibo that's coming out along praise with the it, sun. Uh, doing his praise the sun motion. It is. <laughs> It is crazy that there is a Dark Souls amiibo coming out, um, but it's that wonderful kind of silly that we all can get behind. Um, one of the few original games that they that they talked about was Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Uh, no More Heroes was a Wii, uh, and then I believe eventually came out to other platforms like 360 uh, series uh, made by uh, Suda51, who has made stuff like... Uh, Killer Seven and um, Shadow of the Damned and stuff like that. Um, that he, Let It Die was the the most recent product that that he helped to create. Um, this game looks very different from those uh, those original two games, but it looks like you're going to be playing through basically the games of a fake retro console. 
um, to try to get and kill these bosses. Again, not a lot of gameplay. It looks like a lot of top-down stuff, but there was some behind-the-backs or regular brawler stuff. Um, it, it will sure to be really bizarre and weird. Um, I'm excited to see what that is because it's an original game, and we, don't, we didn't get a lot of those in, in this Direct. A um, couple more ports. Little Nightmares Complete Edition is coming to Switch on May 18th, which with, includes a DLC. That was a fun, cool, creepy game that came out last year. If you like Inside or um, Limbo, it's very similar to to those kind of games um uh and you guys ring in on anything you're, you're interested in talking about uh, I, I do love with that little nightmares thing how it says if you've got the pac-man amiibo you could you'll be able to use a bizarre pac-man costume and they showed a picture of it in the, in the stream and it looks freaky as fuck <laughs> it does it's really weird i guess namco bandai is publishing uh the physical and switch version of the game so um yep that's happening very weird undertale is coming to switch um so this might be the time i actually play undertale (laughs) oh my god please please play it it's so good i played i I love the way they did the announcement on the on the direct as well it was really funny yeah the coming to heading to switch eventually as well it didn't give any release date um i played like the first hour or so of it um and i think just as it was getting going i sort of got distracted by other things but i'm i'm definitely gonna play it when it comes out on switch it seems like a it's like broken record but it seems like a really good switch game because i can play it just sitting there you know while other things are going yeah. on you know right yeah. in front of my face yeah yeah um i'm guessing you're a big fan of that game kelsey yeah like i had played it on my mac and um it's hard when you d- i didn't have a mouse so it took me a long time to finish the game and so now i wonder if like i rebuy it if i'll find it as difficult as i did when i was playing it on the computer so i'm excited like i think i'm gonna get it again because i love that game so much it's a perfect blend of like weird humor cute and like emo and I, and that's me <laughs> i was about to say that <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and then uh, we got in, we got uh, there's new arms character new arms uh, content coming, um, um, like a, a tournament an open invitational tournaments coming, stuff like that. Uh, there's a big update coming That'd for be Splatoon. Fun for weirdos who play that game. Yeah, uh, Splatoon 3.0 is coming. So there's a bunch there's a new rank, new cosmetics, you know, new maps are are all coming. That stuff is all uh, free. There's but there's also a paid expansion coming called Project uh, called Octo Expansion, where you get to play as an Octoling, and there's a whole new set of single player levels. And when you complete the single player level, you can play as Octolings in the multiplayer. And yeah, it looks cool. One of them had a like tentacle mohawk when they showed the multiplayer. And I was like, "That's really cool." <laughs> it looked very neat. Yeah, I'm. I was like, "That's I'm definitely fresh." Definitely getting that. That looks cool. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So, um, Kelsey, obviously you're you were a big fan of Splatoon too. Uh, are you excited about this DLC? Uh, like yes, but I don't really buy DLC, so like that's the problem. Uh. So I don't think so. I don't think I'm gonna get it. Like I don't, I don't, I don't buy DLC. That's the point. <laughs> Kelsey, do you buy DLC though? No. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they kind of did their one more thing 
you know, business and <clears throat> there was more Splatoon characters on the screen. Um, then it faded to black and there was just the one Splatoon squid girl standing in total darkness. Then there was some fire and then you saw a reflection in her eyes, the Smash Brothers logo. And they announced uh, a new Super Smash Brothers game coming for Switch this year. Uh, they it, they just called it Super Smash Brothers. There is no mention of it being a brand new game or a port of the Wii U game. So there's a lot of speculation going on. Uh, the director of the game said that he's been working on it since the day they launched Smash Brothers for the Wii U, so that leads people to believe there is a second game. The funny, th- it's a new game. The funny thing about this Smash Brothers thing, right, is I think there are two reasons why people are thinking it's a port, right? One, because they've d- they're doing this a lot, right, on the Switch. They're bringing a lot of Wii U games over to the Switch because nobody played them, nobody played the Wii U, so they want to bring these games over to the Switch. And two, while four years is not a short amount of time in game development world, it's an incredibly short time for Smash Brothers, like, release time world. I mean, there has been huge gaps in between all the Smash Brothers games, um, and this one, obviously, much shorter, mostly brought about by the fact the life cycle of the Wii U was um, was so short. So I-, I, think it's a, I think it's a new game. I think it will obviously share probably a lot of DNA with, Smash Brothers for the Wii U, just like Smash Brothers for the Wii U shared a lot with Brawl, which shared a lot with Melee. The, the games, while they change from game to game, they share a lot of the core tenets and concepts. So I, I, I feel like you're going to get stages and characters, obviously, that were in the Wii U game, but I think it's going to be a new game, sort of, uh, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think if it was, if it's going to be a, if it was going to be a port, um. I think them sort of um, keeping that up their sleeve would be not exactly the best decision um, for them to sort of announce it, keep it so like secretive as of what exactly it is, and then go, yeah, support to the old one, um, but with a few things added, everybody would go, ah. Uh. Whereas I think the the little hints they've dropped and the fact that they've said they're not ready to announce the title of this yet. Um, and the fact that, um, you know, he is back, um, directing this game and stuff like that. I, I, there's just a lot of it around it that I, I, I am fairly confident that this fingers crossed is a completely new title. And I mean, this also wouldn't fit into the way Nintendo has advertised these ports before. They've never before teased them in this way. Anytime they've shown them for the first time, they've always shown footage right away. And if this was the Wii U game, there's no reason they couldn't just show footage of the game right now, you know? Um, So we'll see. Uh, Very cool that the Squidlings are going to be, the Squid Kids are going to be in the game. Um, You know, it's a no-brainer, I think, at this point. Splatoon is one of their new major franchises. Very cool. Obviously, in that teaser, we saw that it is Breath of the Wild Link in, in the game. Um, which is also another thing that's linked. People think it's it's a new game. Not that that couldn't just be a costume swap, but and uh, and also Mario is obviously still very sad after the events of uh, Odyssey, judging by <laughs> his um, demeanor in in that. I've well, frozen again. He's also a bit of a of a of a badass. Oh, he's always a bit of a grump in the Smash Brothers universe. He's always got that like that scowl on his face. Um, Hugh said we froze, but I can see Hugh moving. 
So um, I don't know if he can hear us right now. I don't think so. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> what is going on? There we go. There you go. You never oh froze God. for us at all. You were just you were just there. <laughs> I was just like, come just on, come on, come on, come on, come bobbing on, come and on. weaving around. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and look, there's nothing wrong. I mean, there wouldn't be anything wrong with them taking the Wii U game and bringing it to Switch. The, the Wii U game is great. It has a ton of characters and a ton of cool third party characters as well. And I do hope they're able to bring some of those back over into this version. I hope that Bayonetta stays in the game. I hope that Ryu stays in the game. I hope that, you know, like I, I obviously hope that like Meg, people like Mega Man are, are, are still in the game because they're very good additions uh, to the game. But it does give them an opportunity to bring new stuff and hopefully to have a little bit better of a single player mode in the game than they had in the Wii U version. And also not doing a 3DS version this time allows them to have dual characters, which they had to get rid of in the Wii U version because the 3DS couldn't handle like the Ice Climbers and, and, and um, or like Zelda transforming into Sheik or or Samus transforming into Zero Suit Samus. They couldn't handle the two different characters being in the same slot. And so I'm hoping that they're able to do that uh, this time. It, it's It's funny with the Sheik thing because like, because it was so popular in Melee, they're holding on to it, but, like, it's not... Her being Sheik is, like, such not a thing anymore in any of the last four Zelda games, so it's just funny they continue to to hold on to it after after all these years. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm... The thing is, like, most of the characters that I really love playing in Smash Brothers are always in Smash Brothers. Like, the characters I always... I love playing as Pikachu. Um, I'm a big Pika player. Uh, I love... Um, I love Luigi, actually. I'm a big fan of Luigi. Um, I really like playing as Marth as well. Um, so those are like my three like main characters that, that I end up playing as in the game. Um, and I'm pretty confident that all of them in some form or another will be in the game. Um, I don't Kelsey, are you a are you a Smash player? Yeah, I had the Wii U version. Um, I normally play I a Zero Suit Samus and Pikachu. Mm. Those are like my main ones and what I always tend to stick to. Um, and so, like, I feel like they'd both be there, even if she doesn't get the zero suit, like, she'd be in the, her normal suit. So it doesn't make mm-hmm. a difference for me because I'm pretty sure both those characters are still going to stay. Yeah, for so, sure. For sure. I'm not worried about them. I, I think I, I would cry if it did happen. But There's no way Samus, right now. Samus isn't in the, the Nintendo fighting game. There's no way. There's just no way. That's like ridiculous. That'd be like, especially like this past year, like with their yeah. game, and they have the other one coming out. Like I doubt it. Yeah, that'd be like having not having Link in the game. It's just not going to happen. That's one of like the core. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if they like somehow incorporated like the block move from like the oh the 3DS counter game the counter yeah, yeah that'd counter. be awesome yeah if they had the counter in in the game for sure and they're usually pretty good about incorporating like the new stuff into the the game. Um... Yeah, I the, the one character I miss from Brawl, which was the Wii version of the game that wasn't in the Wii U version, is uh, Snake didn't make his way from the, from Brawl into the Wii U version, and he was a really fun character to play as um, in, in that game. Uh, Q, I think you said that you haven't played since what the Wii is that the game is that the one you played the most of? Um, yeah, pretty because I did I didn't have a Wii U, mm-hmm. so. Um... I played the GameCube one, um, and I played the Wii one, so it's, yeah, it's a long time since I played a Smash game, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm really excited to get 
like for when this comes out i'm like super happy that it's going to be this year i think it's probably going to be you know maybe third fourth quarter this year oh yeah Um, it's going to be my 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 guess is that it launches with the paid network service hmm. to me this is the game that they go okay we're charging for online and here's super smash brothers if you want to you know if you want to play it online with your friends you know sign up for our our premium service oh shit yeah, yeah. this is exactly what for it is because sure. they need yeah. they need something that gets people to say oh i need to get this you, you know they need something now if they actually get it to run correctly online that will be the first time they've ever get, really done that with a smash brothers game because with the Wii version was a nightmare to play online, um, and the Wii U version wasn't much better. Um, so I'm hoping that they get their shit together, because if that game works online, it could be huge for them. Um, but they've mm-hmm. just never been great at it. Um, so who's your favorite character to play as, Hugh, in Smash Brothers? Um, I do, I do remember, because when you said about Pikachu, I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember playing a lot of Pikachu. Um, I do remember, like, I think I used to really like playing as Fox as well. Yeah, Fox is good. Um, Fox is top tier. Cool. Fox is top tier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think those two were probably my mains. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think who else I would have played that. I think I, um, I think I used to play as Kirby quite a bit as well. Kirby's good. he had like quite a few moves where you could just like smash people off the map like and they were really easy to do as well yeah and um, you can get back pretty much from any knock off the map unless you're yeah. instant eliminated um yeah so i i've played i played melee and brawl maybe more than i've played any other games ever in, in my life um i mean we used to just like i would go visit my friend brad like up in boston for like a weekend and except for the times that we were like eating or maybe we'd go see a movie we were basically playing super smash brothers and we got to the point where the way we play was we'd um all have to be on random character so like it would pick a random character for us um and then if you won a match you got to play as a character of your choice but but if you like won again you couldn't play as the same character again you had to switch off uh th- that character um and we There's always a happy hour stream in the making there that is a really fun way to play also we always played with stocks like with lives not with like a timer because playing with a timer in super smash brothers is for crazy people that's how justin plays so you know it's for crazy people <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know who's like winning until, the g- until it's over you have no idea who's gonna win until it's over it's just like oh time's up Oh, this person did more damage. They won. So it's it's a very weird like way to play. Um, It'd be interesting to see um, if there's any new uh, like mini games in this one because I used to like the um, like the home run one where you had like yeah. the sack and you had to hit it as far as you could. Like those ones were always really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, those were in the Wii U version as well. So they'll def- something will definitely be in there. Yeah. Could you play those online? Like I, against people? I don't think so. Yeah, it'd be cool uh, if it, there was some way you could sort of, like, have little competitions with those, like, mini-games yeah. with your friends. How about this, Hugh? A hundred Marios jump out of an airplane. <laughs> yeah. And land on an island. <laughs> to pick up gear and try to eliminate each yeah. other. Um, mm-hmm. No, uh, I think that, like, as corny as it was, 
I loved the single player mode on Wii, the subspace emissary thing where you played as like all the different characters and, and it had like a story for why all like their worlds were coming together and stuff like that. And they got rid of that on the Wii U. I hope they bring it back uh, or something like it for, for this game. Um, it's instantly like, if not my most anticipated, one of my most anticipated games uh, of the year. Um, I don't know who I hope is in it. I hope they put arms characters in it. Um, I, I think that would be. I think they will. I think that would be nice if they put arms characters in the game. Um, I'm obviously hoping. I'm hoping too. Like Link has like Breath of the Wild specific, like move sets and and stuff like that. Interesting if like maybe Mario's like Final Smash is like if he can like throw the hat and like take over players and like run them it's off the map or something control like that. them and just make them jump off the map. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that stuff would be would be cool. Um. You know, I wonder if some of like the third party, like if there's like, gonna be like a Dark Souls man in Smash Brothers. Mm. People are like going that. nuts because um, oh, what's the name? Is it Project Red the ones that make The Witcher? CD Project Red, yeah. CD, yeah. Um, they've said that like Geralt is going to uh, appear in another game this year. Yes. Um, and people are like, what if it's Smash Brothers? <laughs> That would be, it's unlikely, but that would be pretty cool. I think Geralt it's most is. likely Monster Hunter. That, that would be Probably, my guess. Yeah. It'd make a lot more sense for Geralt to end up in Monster Hunter. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really exciting. And it definitely says like, okay, here's like, you're wondering what Nintendo's big game was going to be this year. Here's like, one of its like three biggest franchises will be out um, this fall. Boom, here you go. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know who else I would want to see in the, in, in the game. Um, I've always wanted to see like Ridley in the game from, from Metroid. Um, I've always wanted to see, I think Waluigi should be in the game. Finally. I know he doesn't have any of his own games, but I think he should be in there. I think that would be good. Um, like Toad would be interesting cause Toad technically can't jump. So that would be interesting. They have to change that. I would guess, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, and I also think like, there's like 600 Fire Emblem characters in the Wii U version. I, I would be okay with them scaling that back just a little bit. Um, I like Fire Emblem just fine, but there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters in the Wii U version of that game. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see whether they have like um, like Bayonetta in it again, because she was in the Wii U. Yeah, she goes down a little content. I, yeah, I think she will be. They have a good so. relationship with, the, with them, you yeah. know. They're exclusively publishing the game, but like that's the thing. I think yeah. I think now more than ever, Nintendo seems to have like a really good working relationship with other developers. So I think now more than ever, there's like that um, chance of like developers just saying, "Yeah, go for it." Like the um, you know, giving Nintendo the chance to have a bit of fun with one of their characters and have them in the game. Yeah. Um. So I. I think the like the possibilities of who could end up in this game are endless. Like I think if um like I think Blizzard seem to be sort of hinting that they've got a good relationship with Nintendo now and um Diablo 3 is rumored to be coming to Switch, um which I hope it does cuz that would be cool. Um so who knows there might be like Diablo characters if cuz if we're getting Dark Souls and Dark Souls Amiibo, mm-hmm. then what's to say that like Diablo would be a a tailor-made game to use to have amiibo functionality to drop like items and characters into sure. that yeah. world yeah um so you know you could have that sort of like okay well you know if we're gonna have your game on our console and make these figures and sell that then can we have your character in in this fighting game that we make so right yeah yeah 
be cool. I mean, it'd be interesting because like the only characters they've had third party up till now, I believe, have been Japanese like developers. I think all the characters they've had. So the, to do a, a Western character would, would be interesting because I don't, I don't think they've ever had that happen. So that would be cool uh, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we will we will see. Uh, Kelsey, do you have any any desires for characters in New Smash? Not. I mean, not really. Like, all the characters I like are pretty much there. Like, you said Waluigi, and I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I would love <laughs> to play Waluigi. Like, just to see how it would be. Um, but mm. I don't have, like, any ones that I, like, desperately need on Super uh, the Smash, like, Super Smash Brothers. Like, now that Splatoon's gonna be there, like, that would be the the only thing I would say, oh, yeah, that'd be cool if... if um, if the kids were there and now they are so um i'm happy it's like when the animal crossing villager came i i was yeah ecstatic yeah so <laughs> animal crossing villager is a good character too in the wii u version you can grow you can grow that tree and then wait for somebody to walk over to it and then chop it down and it lands on them and they go flying and they go flying off the stage it's very cool um okay so uh let's talk about this real quick um uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This might all be revealed by the time you listen to this officially. But Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, basically, there's been a countdown on Square Enix's site saying there's something coming about the Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and um, uh, somebody hacked into the HTML, and basically it says Shadow of the Tomb Raider coming out like September 14th, 2018. Um, uh. And it's the climactic finale of Laura's origin story. Um, oh, a teaser trailer has also appeared to have leaked as well for the game. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it. It's not much. It's about 15 seconds. It looks like somebody recorded it in a cinema. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at, too. Um, so, yeah, so it is, it's coming. Um, I mean, this is like one of the worst kept secrets like in the world as far as like how that stuff goes um th- they've been talking about this like this name of this game for a long time and in fact rise of the tomb raider was leaked in much of a certain uh, the same way like somebody like one of the developers was like looking at it on an airplane on their laptop or something and like somebody took a picture of it so the <laughs> the, the, the security at, at uh at the eidos branch of square enix is not too tight but um this one is being developed by Square Enix Montreal, who are the people who made... Uh, Kelsey got very happy because I said Montreal. Where's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they're the people who made the Deus Ex games um, because uh, Crystal Dynamics, the usual developer of Tomb Raider, uh, is making that Avengers game for Marvel and, and, and Square Enix. So uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was announced like a year ago. They haven't said anything about it <laughs> since. Um, but <laughs> it's being developed by Square Enix, uh, by Crystal Dynamics. So they're not working on this. So, yeah, I mean, I freaking loved Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, so I'm very excited to see this. I also really loved uh, the new DSX game and both those DSX games that came out in the last couple of years. So uh, both yes. those things spell me being very excited for this. Um, I'm assuming it's a multi-platform because they're not going to make the same pick they made last time and only come out on Xbox and get their ass handed to them. Um, which is a real shame because that game was great and not a lot of people played it when it came out. Um, so I'm excited to see where this one is, where it ends up. But yeah, it's not much news about it yet. I think we'll know more tomorrow. Um, as of this recording, and then probably a much more at E3, because I'm sure it'll be on stages and stuff like that, but uh, it's cool that it's coming. I, I was worried that they, after the, after 
how poorly it seemed that Rise of the Tomb Raider did, that this wouldn't happen, that this game wouldn't even happen. So I'm glad that it is happening. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, like you say, the the way they handled the release of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, okay, I can understand there was no doubt a monetary like reason behind it. Microsoft yeah. must have gone to him and said, here's a fuck ton of money. Can we have your game for a year? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I could, I could, but I can also understand like for Xbox owners, the fact that when it did come out for PS4, it wasn't like over here anyway, it was 10 quid less than a full price game. Um, and there was more in it. And it was like the VR stuff as well, so you mm-hmm. got more of the game, yeah, and stuff like that. So uh, if they could, they should just release it like cross-platform, all in one go. Yeah, for sure. Way. It's a shame that that game just like so many people didn't play it. Yeah, uh, I think it was full price here, but it did it did have all of the new stuff in it when it came out on PS4, um, which you had to buy if you were an Xbox owner. So that did stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see when we hear more about that. Um, Hugh, I know that you are passionate about this, uh, Dallas fuel story. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, ma'am, um, you might remember a while ago, me and Matt talked about, there's a, well, now a former Dallas fuel overwatch league player, um, who goes by the name of XQC. Um, and he was banned for, basically um homophobic abuse to the only openly gay player in the league um and recently there was a spate of like a few players in the overwatch league had been fined um for various infractions because i think as a result of xqc's original um like um misdemeanor they basically tightened their code of conduct quite a lot um but now basically he's um worked himself it to the point where he and dallas fuel have basically um mutually agreed um that he will no longer be part of the team yes with bunny ears basically <laughs> i imagine dallas Fuel went to him and went dude you're a bit of an asshole um get out of the door before we fire you because basically um he was um i'm not sure whether he tweeted it or whether it was during one of his twitch streams but basically he it started off um he for some reason i don't know the context behind it but he referred to or said words to the effect of that the um casters on the overwatch league broadcasts either um like gave him give him cancer or RA cancer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Overwatch casters as a result um, kind of like snap back at him and, you know, in a sort of funny way, they were quite, you know, respectful, but, you know, kind of a bit of a slap back. Um, but then he was also in the um, Twitch chat for the Overwatch League's one of the Overwatch League broadcasts. And there's... Um, a, one of the casters like who presents he sort of like opens the shows and speaks between the matches um is a black guy i'm not entirely sure of his name in all honesty but um there's a twitch emote called i think it's tryhard7 
and it's basically um a picture it's a emote of a black guy with an afro just sort of smiling um and every time this black presenter was on screen xqc was in the overwatch league's chat spamming this emote um and it was obvious that he was doing it purely because you know there's a black man on the screen i'm gonna spam this Mm -hmm. emote of a black person um so basically he's just got himself to the point now where he's for all intents and purposes been fired um and I, i can remember saying a while back like you've got to wonder what the mindset of somebody like that is who they're in they've got this like position of immense privilege where um he's playing in like the biggest esports league in the world at the moment and he's got like a dream job that a lot of people would kill for and he's basically shot himself in the foot really bad as well like he was on twitter saying something like um he's socially awkward and he doesn't know any better or something like he actually used the words i don't know any better and it's like dude really you're a grown man like you know you you know how to conduct yourself without being homophobic or stuff like that kelsey you look i just wanted to like throw something in because um this dude lives in my city uh, or he did live in my city basically and um i know the demographic of the type of person that he is and hearing this story it's like not uncommon of the of the the type of guy that i'm thinking of basically it's like in Quebec, specifically, um, racism is is pretty bad, um, in particular with the French community against other nationalities in the province. So I'm not surprised that he do- he says he doesn't know any better because, like, I truly believe that um, it's the same case with like PewDiePie that it like comes out because they do it every day and and they don't stop to think uh, sometimes. And it's like he's just another 20 year old white kid that like doesn't understand the consequence consequences of his of the way he what he says and what he does. That's basically what it is. And like I could see that in this case, knowing guys like him and knowing the the like the situation that we have here in this province, I can see that this is just something he says every day and doesn't take into consideration that it's not the way that people around the world um yeah i mean i couldn't like i said when he got banned the first time was like i'm all for second chances like what he said the first time around was like abhorrent like the way he spoke to um the guys called muma um he plays for houston i think um because he basically told him he should suck a fat cock um because he would like it or something like that and no, he got banned. He got banned by the Overwatch League and his team banned him for the rest of the stage of the competition. Um, so we're like, I'm not sure how many um, matches each team have played now in a t- in a total, but I think he's only played six matches this season um, out of like tens of games that each team have played. So you've been banned once for something and warned of your conduct and overwatch league have like like i said re-released a code of conduct and um clamped you know were 
made it a lot more specific about what you could couldn't couldn't do. But like I said, I just think like I'm all for second chances. He was given a second chance and he was told, you know, this is how you need to um, conduct yourself. Yeah, and he's just insulted his colleagues. He's insulted other players, and I, unfortunately, he's he's got his dues. I think, and it's just it's a shame. Like he's, but the problem is, is like you see people on. He's like retweeting people, um, saying, "Oh, now, now he's free of his contract. He's free to meme as he pleases." And it's like, no. Well, like, yeah. Here, here is the thing about these guys. Um, uh, for the most part, when we talk about PewDiePie, right, or we talk about Logan Paul, or we talk about any of these fucking idiots who step themselves into millions of people watching them, um, who by all intents purposes walk into a huge responsibility that they don't understand, um, and like to act act like that they don't they didn't ask for. They don't answer to anybody, right? They don't answer anybody but themselves. Yes, YouTube can take their like extra deals away from them, and Disney can cancel their stream. They're like, they're like, you know, streamer contract with them. But YouTube never goes, really, never goes like, okay, well then you're just done with us, right? Because they make more money off of Logan Paul and PewDiePie than PewDiePie and Logan Paul make off themselves, right? So they want those people there doing that. So they never have to answer to anybody, right? This guy, for the, he he actually works for somebody, right? He worked for uh, an organization. Um, he worked for an owner. He worked for a league, and that league has rules. And so he is getting his comeuppance because the thing that permeates and this is not and this is not even an age thing it's not like even like a oh this is just like people in their 20s thing this is just like a thing for everybody right now is that they feel like um they can say whatever they want without consequence but this is the consequence like you can say it fine say it but if you say it you're out you're you're out of here and i don't even i don't even think the guy should have gotten a second chance like, I, I think that after he said what he said, he should have been gone. Because, like, I guarantee you there's a contract that he signed and there are rules that he that, that he was asked to abide by and he flaunted them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he obviously was is not at all sorry for what he did either. So, so if he had been like, look, I, I want to be a better person. I want to get better. I want to I I I look at what I did and I want to never do it again – then you can say, okay, let's have a discussion. Let's talk about this person. But he did what all people do at this point, which I feel like is they apologize by not apologizing. They just go like, oh, either I didn't know that I did anything wrong or, oh, I didn't know I offended someone. Or it's not, that's not an apology. You know, like they just, they just decide to do whatever they want to do and they don't want to deal with the consequences. And when they get consequences, they just brush it off. And I'm glad but- what, happened, what happened to this guy happened because – and I hope that none of these teams ever hire him again. Now, if he get, next season they go like, oh, another team goes, oh, we're going to hire this guy because he's good at playing Overwatch, then we're in the same situation. Sorry, Kelsey, go ahead. No, it's okay. I think I, just to go along your point about like apologizing but not apologizing, it's like you, he apologizes, but then he'll like retweet or or mm-hmm. tweet people where he's like, yo, bro, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, thanks for like supporting me always, mm-hmm. whatever. And like, 
there's a I, I know a lot of girls who um are like my my friends or friends on social media and they like post pictures of him and they're like oh my god Felix I I still love you blah 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 and it's like he did he did something bad but because he's good looking or I don't find him good looking but like you know he passable <laughs> he he gets away with things mm-hmm. and then um doesn't realize that like what he does isn't right because people agree with him and that's the problem yeah they'll ne- he won't learn because he knows that there are people who agree with him mm-hmm. and that by by communicating with them and being like yo thanks homie whatever like and then people are like oh my god he talked to me <laughs> then he feels validated mm-hmm. and he feels like consequences don't yeah. matter essentially. and that's what i mean by him retweeting that person who said to him oh no you know now he's freak and meme as he pleases it's like yeah well like and like the the words the the wording of that in itself just pissed me off because like yeah if being, if being like shitty and homophobic and racist is now memeing like I'm sorry, no, that's not what me like memeing is. Like a meme, yeah, is just, exactly. Like, something fun that spreads. Like memeing isn't like like going into the chat with like a hundred some odd thousand people watching, spamming an emote of a black guy whilst a black guy is on on screen, basically sort of like pointing out, "Hey, look, this guy's black. He's on the screen." Like that isn't memeing. That's just being like a bad person. Yeah, so. but, uh, you know, what has happened in the last, especially, let's say, oh, since November 2016, is, is that the country that I live in <laughs> has validated to millions upon millions of people yes. that being a horrible person is will get you far in life. And, and yeah, so, and the UK did that somewhat with Brexit, too. It's, it's so. true, it's true, but... I would say we one upped you on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that one, and, and and so because of that, um, because we have a foul-mouthed bully, um, stupid bully who is the leader of our country, uh, all these people look out and they go, they were always there and they were always doing this, but they had to they had to do yes. it in the shadows, right? They had to pull back, yes. and they had to do it in their own like coded messaging and they had to hide in mm-hmm. certain chat rooms and certain subreddits in in certain on certain sites um and, and we saw we saw right the uh, the the bubbling up of it when gamergate happened right these people under the guise of saying oh we just want people to be ethical use that to be horrible terrible people and, and abuse and and, and harass and, and endanger people now those people don't have to hide under any guise anymore right they can just be horrible racist idiot assholes and they can look out and go yeah but look no one's telling me the person who leads the country isn't telling me not to be that way so like who who is going to tell me then you know and so like they just do it you know they just do it uh, and it, it's abysmal and it's horrible and it's it's terrible and unfortunately we have to have these fights we shouldn't have to have these fights we shouldn't have to be having to have to have a fight saying that this doing this is bad you know, but we have to have that fight. Not even just, hey, let's look at these people who are doing bad and tell them to shut the fuck up. It's we have to convince people that that what they're doing is wrong. And it's just like a crazy, it's a crazy mm-hmm. world to live in right now. Um, and this is just a symptom of of that disease. 
Um, and hopefully that's going to change soon, but I'm not going to, we have to keep fighting the fight in order to make it, to make a change. Um, so yeah, that's a hell of a story to end this podcast on. <laughs> hell of a vibe to end this podcast on. Um, that, that, that felt, that felt like old, like talking comics days. Well, angry. We can wrap it up. Wrap it up with with a very quick um, happy one. Basically, um, Twitch is starting this thing called Free Games with Prime. Um, so this month, if you've got um, Twitch Prime, you're going to get Super Hot Shadow Tactics, Tales from Candle Keep, Tomb of Annihilation, Oxenfree, Mister Shifty. Um, I've played four out of those five, yeah, and they're all very good games. <laughs> um, and next month, we will have Tales from the Borderlands. Very good. Steam World Dig 2. Free game. F- Steam World Dig 2 for free. Fucking awesome. Um, Kingsway, Tokyo 42, and Dub Wars. Ten games over two months, and they're all free as long as you're a Twitch Prime member. And I think that's going to be now like a monthly thing where they're giving you not just like one game a month, which is cool. Um, but they're giving you like multiple games a month. So I think these two months are sort of like as an introductory thing. Yeah. But Twitch are obviously like going because I think they started this thing called it's called the Indie Amplifier where people they were asking people to vote on what they wanted the next free game to be. And it was such an overwhelming response that they were just like, OK, we'll give you all of the games that you could vote for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, free stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Some... I mean, it's what Amazon has kind of been doing, right, with like video servicing and and books and audiobooks for a while at this point. So it's cool that they're wrapping it more into games as as well. Um, continue... yeah, so there's the there's the other slice on the shit sandwich. Yes. Um, the the answer is corporations will save us. That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, capitalism. When there's only Amazon, Apple, and Google left. Um, we'll all yeah. be okay. Uh, all right. So, um, do you guys have any thoughts about what we talked about? Games at talkingcomicbooks.com, at talking underscore games on Twitter. Uh, watch our videos at youtube.com slash talking games videos, twitch.tv slash talking games. And we are a hun- humble partner. Um, so, if you're getting stuff on the humble store, you know, maybe go through our link and give us sort a few shekels around. along the way huh and sister how about that um yeah the humble uh, monthly bundle uh this month is pretty cool so check it out um and you you know your money goes to good good causes so it's it's pretty cool um if you want to follow me personally on twitter i'm at bobby shortle kelsey kelsamus k-e-l-s-s-a-m-u-s and hugh I am at H underscore Paz. And of course, you can follow Matt at, at Johnny Matt Wood on both Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> um, and Matt, uh, Matt did a stream on Sunday. He played some Switch demos. That's uh, up on our YouTube right now as well, as well as his uh, top five list, which took me about a month and a half to put together. But it's, uh, it's up now. So um, if you, in March of 2018, you really want to hear about more games of 2017... It's there for you. Um, yeah. But that's going to do it uh, for our show for this week. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you who are listening. Until next time, be good to one another. Bye.